tēra mā, nau mai ki te pai o te wao nui, nau mai haere mai tēnā koutou katoa, ko Jamie Tahana Ahau. You're listening to Te Wao Nui, a wrap of the week's Māori news here on RNZ National, with me, Jamie Tahana, at Eden Park in Tāmaki Makoto this week at the Olympics of Kapahaka, Te Matatini. We have more on that later, but first this week... Te Mato a Maui and Te Tairawhiti are cleaning up from the aftermath of Cyclone Gabriel. Several marae were flooded, some red stickered, and hundreds lost their homes after record rainfalls ruined towns and crops. One of the hardest hit is the Hawke's Bay town of Wairoa. There, the destruction is still very visible, a week on from when the river swallowed half a town. About 250 homes were inundated, and the town has only just reconnected to the outside world. With hundreds homeless, Hinemihi Marae has become the focal point for the town's response, and it's being run by some of those worst affected. I paid a visit on Tuesday. One week on, Wairo is still cleaning. The army marches streets with shovels. Bulldozers roll out of driveways. Yet another bucket of silt and muck. Street after street is piled with debris, beds, toys, furniture, cars. Sections sapped of colour, gardens, grass and concrete, all the same mud brown of dried silt and dust. Hundreds here have lost their homes, including Michelle McElroy, her whanau forced out with just the clothes on their backs. And none of us could ring 111, so we had to save ourselves. You know, so... As I was driving, I was stopping at houses, just had my hand on my horn and just on the car horn and just ran into some houses, just screaming like, move, get out of your house because the river's coming. It took mere minutes for the river to consume the suburb of North Clyde. And it was silent and you would look at it and you go, oh, it's down there. Next minute it was up to your hip, you know, and your car can't go. So it was about move, 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 yeah. Mary Jarden Lewis lost her home too. When I left our property after getting uh, rescuing my mother and my sister, mother being 85, uh, the water was up to my waist. I shut the gate so none of our our stuff could float out out on the road. And ever since they've been at Hinemihi Marae, Ms McElroy has what photos she could salvage drying on the concrete out front. But in the Farekai next door, she and dozens of others work from dawn till midnight in what's become the hub for Wairoa's response. Inside is brimming with donated kai, dozens of people wrapping sandwiches for those cleaning up. On the other side, they're sorting packs. Things like nappies, kai, bottled water. Out front, they sift through donated clothes. Out back, Steve Foley mans the barbecue. Just whatever, taking meat, stock taking meat, and meat's coming from everywhere. We're doing 600 meals three times a day. Yeah. For the couple of hours we visit, the donations keep pouring in. Just for wild Albury, you know, that's, that's home. That's, that's just going to, in there, just got to do it. Waddle's going to get back to where it was. Yeah. Mary Jarden Lewis, who lost her home, is running the kitchen. We're pumping along, Farmano. We're feeding the people, feeding the people, feeding the people. It's all being coordinated by Michelle McElroy, her home gone too. But she's determined to help Wairoa. It's what Marae do best, she says. You collapse at night and, and your bones are sore and you go, snap out of it. You're going to carry on, you know, we'll get out, we'll collapse later. But while the aroha is strong, concerns are mounting. People are exhausted. Many of the homes here are uninsured. 
How will they rebuild? Where? Ms McElroy says many had to run for their lives and lost anything. And that trauma hasn't quite been processed. It's the post um, all of this chaos. It's the, the recovery. How do we deal with all that? The half of our whānau here uninsured, um, low socioeconomic um, area, and now we're getting the houses condemned. How do we fix that? They don't have the answers yet, but the whānau here at Henemehi are determined. It might take a while, but Wairoa's bouncing back, they say. It's in a waiata composed by Mary Jarden Lewis and her mokopuna in the Marae kitchen. Hide it under the river silt, no, I'm gonna let it shine. I'm gonna let it shine, oh Lord, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine all the time. Despite the destruction in Wairoa, their kapahaka group were determined to get to Te Matatini here in Auckland. The second day brought 15 groups, among them defending champions Ngā Tumanako and crowd favourites Angitu. But one group that's had to go through more than anyone to get here is Matangiro. Pōkere Paiwai caught up with them after their performance. Their home is devastated, flooded only a week ago. They came on stage with mud smeared on their legs. Matangiro were determined to perform at Te Matatini. Manukura Tane Edward Karodia says when the cyclone hit and Wairoa was cut off, they weren't sure they'd make it. Firstly, we had no uh, top of contact, no phone lines, uh, no media, no anything. Uh, so we actually didn't know that there was anything on due to having no, no type of contact, just living life and trying to help our families with the silts. Edward Karodia says it was a mission to get to Auckland. The brakes failed on their first bus. The second was slow going over the just reopened road to Oportiki. Eventually, Tauranga's Te Kapahaka o Ngāti Ranginui came to the rescue, providing vans for the final leg to Auckland. Manukura Wahine Joylene Rohe Karaudia says they had to entertain themselves on the road. We came on a school bus from home to Fagatani. We played Ice Boy at one part of the, the trip because it was so slow, but safe, but slow. <laughs> In normal circumstances, Fano would have come to cheer them on, but this time they had to watch from Wairoa. About a hundred people gathered at the Gaiti Theatre in the centre of town to cheer the group on. La Tipuna helped set it up. She says there was so much emotion in the room. So the nannies that did come, oh, tears, like, cried right through the whole thing. The whole crowd were just blown away. Like, something good for our town as well. Some positive, something positive for our town. Joylene Rohe Karodia says members of the kapa have been doing what they can for their hometown. We've got uh, maybe eight rangatahi from our Farekura at home that um, was their first stand today. And two days before we came, they were on the streets and cleaning silt out of the marae and on horses and trailers, you know, getting from there to there. Our Te Atarangi building, they were there cleaning and today they stood for the first time at Te Matatini. 
She says the hardest part was leaving their whānau in a still damaged wairua. She paid tribute to their support. We love you and you were our fuel for today. You gave us the strength. We left on Monday morning and we had a big whakamoimati. And it was hard. That was the hardest day was leaving and knowing what we were leaving behind. And, um, and a little bit of um, anxious, I suppose, anxieties about whether we would get home. Edward Karodia agreed. Everything the kappa does is for wairua. Hey, hey, we love you, uh, Waro, you know, um, for us, uh, for Waro, forever. You're listening to Tawao Nui, a rap of the week from our Māori News team here on RNZ National, called Jamie Tahana Tene. Te Matatini also saw several debutantes making the national stage here for the first time. Pokiri Paiwai spoke to first timers, Teringa Kaha, before their debut. There was excitement in the air at Eden Park as the first group, Muri Fenua, from the far north, took the stage this morning. Former champions Fangara Maitafiti were centre stage soon after. A daunting act to follow for first-timers, Danny Verk-based kappa Te Ringakaha. I spoke to a few members of Te Ringakaha prior to their performance to gauge the mood. Very nervous but excited. Hi kaka. Hi <laughs> kaka. Pretty nervous, eh? My first time. Uncle's ready to tear their stage up. I'm feeling a little bit nervous actually. Um, feeling nervous and feeling excited. I can't wait. As they came off stage, there were tears and smiles. The kaitata kitane, Faremako Paiwai, was exhausted. I'm happy. Ekorea muri ehokia so. We done it. We did what we set out to do, and now I'm just happy to just spend time off the floor with the whanau and just have a good vibe for the rest of the matatini. It's only our first one. It's not going to be our last. Now the job and the hard work is done. He is looking forward to having some fun and watching other groups perform. Just got to enjoy it. Komahi te mahi. Over the course of the day, thousands of fans flock to Eden Park, and everyone has a favourite group. What kapa are you rooting for today? Um, te Pelamangatafiri, Kaka TBM, TBM. My favourite would probably be Fangara Maitafasi or Wakahuya. Some fans didn't know which groups they were cheering for. They were just here to cheer for their friends. Just here supporting one of the boys. Um, he's performing for one of the uh, Kapaku groups. Thousands more fans are expected for day two tomorrow, with defending champion group Ngatu Manako performing. <laughs> Wee Piri is the Chief Operating Officer of Te Matatini. He spoke with Marnie Dunlop.
We are broadcasting live from Eden Park, where Te Matatini Hiringa Waka Hiringa Tangata is taking place. The world's largest Kapaka festival. It is day one of four of the festival after quite an eventful pōwhiri yesterday at Okahu Bay. Now, this morning it kicked off at quarter past eight with the first kapa taking the stage. And it's been an impressive morning. We Pere is the Chief Operating Officer of Te Matatini and he joins us now from our studio in Eden Park. Tēnā koe, we know Mikey Te Pūrongo. Tēnā koe. Goodness, how does it feel four years in the making to uh, have those first kapa take the stage? Yeah, it's been absolutely amazing um, seeing everyone from across the motu um, converge on to Ngā Anawai Eden Park um, and also to see our first couple of teams take the stage. I know they've been practicing very, very hard to get here. Um, Muri Whenua from up in Northland, uh, they were impacted quite heavily by the cyclone and flooding and so... Having been up there and giving it their all after all of the adversities, it's just amazing. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, talking about those challenges, we've got uh, Ropu from Te Tairawhiti, from Ngāti Kahungunu and Te Tairawhiti, as you've just pointed out. Um, obviously, Te Matatini gave them some putia, $10,000, to be able to come here. So quite a lot of challenges for everyone across the board in the four years leading mm, up. That's right. And so um, part of Hero Aroha, which was Te Matatini, ensuring that... All of those teams who had qualified for the festival and wanted to participate in the festival, despite those barriers and those challenges, were able to get here safely um, and had the resources to get them and their whanau here. So uh, we ensured that we reached out to all of our partners to ensure that they had a safe arrival here in Tamaki Makoto um, and were able to take the stage or will be able to take the stage over the next couple of days. Mm. For those who may have not been to Te Matitini uh, and they are in Auckland this weekend and they might be able to come, what should you expect, what should people expect at Te Matitini? Te Matatini is the pinnacle of kapahaka excellence and you will see on that stage the best of the best of kapahaka from across New Zealand and also we have one team representing Australia and um, they're coming from Sydney so um, that's what you can expect to get here the best the best of uh, kapahaka and also te ao Māori so we've got a great little marketplace over there in the, the second field um, which has Māori businesses in there, uh, Māori kai um, government agencies, our sponsors, um, and a toy Māori village, so arts and crafts and all those types of things. So the best of the best of Te Ao Māori. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, there was a little bit of a criticism about whether or not it should go ahead or shouldn't go ahead because of the cyclone, but he wāki te whakapiki waidua in there. Is absolutely. this what we need at the moment, do you think? And, and that's what we've heard from our um, our kapa, our, our teams and our performers. So... Um, when we had found out that there were some challenges for some of those teams, particularly in Kahungunu, Tairawhiti and Te Taitokiro, um, the National Board sat down um, and through the regional delegates were able to reach out to every one of those teams just to, to sense check um, and all of them had feedback that they wanted to attend. Um, so we ensured that we did everything possible to get them here. And just a quick little plug, 30 seconds, there was a book launch and a theme song this morning, is that right? Yes, there was. So um, the Heto Makuru is um, the commemoration booklet celebrating 50 years of Te Matatini, so it's 50th anniversary of Te Matatini this year, um, and the book is a collection of memoirs from those who have been involved in the festival over those 50 years since 1972, um, and also we released our theme song, which was a translation of 660's The Greatest. Mean. And who are you backing? 
Um, well, I'm a, a proud Tairawhiti boy, so um, I'm, I'm supportive of all of our home teams, but my whakapapa is to everywhere, and I wish all 45 teams who are competing in Tamatatini the best. Very diplomatic answer there. That is we, Peter Chief Operating Officer of Tamatatini. <laughs> The various kaihaka and performances cover a variety of topics in their waiata, haka and kōrero. As well as beauty and entertainment, the messages contained within are designed to provoke and challenge. And one such challenge came from Angitu from Tamaki Makoto, who challenged the roles of Manakura Tane and Manakura Wahine. They were a favourite of Rangi Matamoa, who spoke with Mani Dunlop. I think for me the standard has lifted again. I think there is a noticeable increase in the level. There's also um, some really inspiring performances that are pushing the boundaries of te ao Māori and they need to be pushed because, you know, we change and we've changed as a people and some of the perhaps more traditional perhaps ideas I'm not too sure if traditional is the right word there but some of these ideas that we've become accustomed to no longer apply to who we are and um, particularly I'm talking about uh, the stance today of Tangi too, which I have a very close res- uh, association to I was so proud of uh, my relation to Hoi and um, Pere the way that they brought a new element to the performance and spoke for a big part of our population who at sometimes I feel don't have a full voice uh, on the stage. So, yeah, those those are probably the two things that stood out for me. Because mm. we are seeing that Rianga come up. You know, we've seen the intergenerational um, members in, on the stage now who were raised and brought up in, you know, te ao, te ao o, o, o ngā kapaka me te matatini hoki. When you talk about those gender roles, because we are as a people sometimes quite conservative and that obviously is um, entrenched in colonialism and those sorts of things. So are we ready? Are our pakikia, our komato ready for those boundaries to be pushed? I hope they're ready. And if, in all honesty, if they're not ready, um, then uh, I don't think that's something that we should be overly concerned about because I think that generation that is performing, they are ready. I don't think the tail should wag the dog. Um, and uh, like I say, uh, the, cur- c- the, the, the courage for them to perform the way that they did yesterday, I was, um, I just loved it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the judges understand that this is Kuinei Te Tiraho E the new generation making its way in the world. The world we live in is not the world that our ancestors lived in. Things have changed. Even now, our elders, the world has changed and it's a reflection of who we are today. And so, um, yeah, I'm hope. I hope they're ready. Mm. I'm ready. Oh, no, you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. We're all ready. <laughs> it's been exceptional. I do have to say, and I reluctantly say this, Te Arawa did really, uh, did really impress this morning. <laughs> uh, have you entered any sweepstakes? Uh, who are you backing? Who are you backing? So I'm from Ruatahuna. That's where I'm from. Ruatahuna or Ohine Mataro stood yesterday. I was very, very proud of them. My heart is there. Always will be. I was very, very impressed though today by Tepiki Kotuku, yesterday by Tangitu, and yesterday as well by um, Ngātu Manako. Those for me are the groups. Uh, not that I saw everyone, 
I'll be honest, but those are the ones that I saw live and uh, are very, very impressed. And so, um, look, I'm glad I'm not a judge. <laughs> oh my goodness, tell me about it. Koina te waonui i tēnei wiki. That's te waonui for this week. You can find all our Māori news stories on our website, rnz.co.nz, under the Te Ao Māori section. But for now, thanks for joining us. Ko Jamie Pahana tēnei, noho ora mai, tēnā koutou katoa.